Hello and welcome to a live perspective break on the program with Terry Smith. I am joined today by my guest host, Neil James. And first of all, before I want you to tell everybody where you're from, Neil, but before that, I'm sorry, we're starting late. I was pulling a Gary from Nerdrotic today. Actually, uh, it's because I'm a little discombobulated. We had a plumber here this morning and then I had to take my truck to service and then we were rushing back. And I appreciate you guys being patient. So especially you, Neil. Ah, that's all right. Don't worry. <laughs> Thank you. So for anybody who doesn't know, I interviewed you on the program. You are the editor of Block Magazine, which is a knitting magazine. But I think it's a pretty unique kind of knitting magazine. Do you want to just remind people who you are or tell any people who you are? Yeah, sure. Um, so I go by um, a few names. So either Neil, my name, or You Knitted Kingdom or Blocked Mag. And I launched Blocked Mag in January of this year, and it was kind of like a bit of a pushback against all of the woke knitters that were bullying people. Uh, specifically at that time, uh, a lady called Christy Glass that was cancelled. And since then, uh, I've had three issues released, and each issue gets... Um, uh, reported for hate speech every time I release it and it gets taken down and every time it gets re-put back up. So today, it, it was re-released today. So if you want to see issue three, it's actually out now if you want to read it. so And it is a free magazine, right? It's free, yeah. Uh, the idea behind it is that everybody who contributes does it for free and it's given to the public for free. So patterns are free, articles are free. We've got writers in there. We've got artwork. Uh, oh, yeah, I can see it on the screen now. That's the cover of issue three. Um, and um, the idea is that it's... Um, it's kind of like we're trying to be generous, if you like. We want because so many people in the knitting world charge a fortune for things that aren't really worth the money. You know, like there's a magazine, a similar magazine that um, has been released that's forty five dollars per issue, wow. and it's online. It's an online magazine, exactly like mine, so you don't get a paper copy. And I kind of like the idea of doing it for free. You know, I'm not here to make money. I'm here for. A, What's the word? I've got a cause, you know what I mean? Like a cause celeb or whatever yeah. they say. You know, I, I don't want money for, but I'd like money for it, but, but that isn't my motive. I'll say this. If people do want to support you, you have a Patreon. I do. Because, yeah. 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 This is and where my hypocrisy comes in. Yeah. It's not hypocrisy. That's like if <laughs> choice. If people want to support the things that they like. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, um, well, I know we have a lot of knitters in chat, and I was really excited. I, to already, have yeah. <laughs> I was really excited to have you back because I don't know. I just really enjoyed talking to you during the interview, and it's really easy. Some people are really easy to talk to, and you're one of those people, and you have some oogly cats, uh, <laughs> which may make an appearance. I know you've been attacked for your cats, which uh, yeah, yeah sounds crazy, but I've been attacked for my dog, so. Oh, apparently, yeah, uh, I've just noticed in the chat, somebody's mentioned my latest uh, name that they're calling me, and it's the stupidest man in all existence. So it's not even the universe. Oh. I am the stupidest man in all existence, which I kind of like. <laughs> <laughs> if you're going to be stupid, you may as well be the stupidest. Do you know what I mean? And to be the right. stupidest in all existence, that means I'm the most of the best <laughs> it's it's almost parody it's so oh, ridiculous it's, it's like a comedy uh two sisters and some yarn hello lady she says he got a new one from literally Nittler. literally nittler yeah. is i thought that was the funniest insult <laughs> ad hominem that i had ever heard but 
You're right. Stupidest man. Well, it's, it, I, I was originally called literally Hitler, and I kind of changed it to Nittler. So that was my oh. choice of Nittler. Yeah, but they were oh, calling yeah. me literally Hitler, which I... <laughs> You know, sometimes I don't, they don't I understand don't the word literally. I think that's the problem, isn't it? No, they don't. They, there's a lot of words they change the meaning of, or they don't understand outright. Uh, <laughs> I will just say before we move on, uh, I hang out uh, sometimes with the geeks and gamers guys, the nerdrotic guys, and they talk about the changing culture, ideology, and culture. But they are squarely in the entertainment space, so more of like gaming, mm -hmm. comic books, TV shows, film, and. They are continually, to this day, they still find it hilarious that social justice, that there's this same culture war happening in knitting. <laughs> and Well, I used to read comic books myself, yeah. and I stopped when they got too woke. I mean, comic books have always been slightly woke. You know, even back in the 60s, they were always sort of at the forefront of the sort of... Um, uh, the black liberation, the women's liberation, all that kind of stuff. Whereas now it's gone so ridiculous and the change in all the characters. So I don't watch, I don't read them anymore. Um, yeah. I gave up about, ooh, probably about seven or eight years ago and I just stopped. So I just can't bear to see what they're doing to characters that I've read since 1977. What you know, I've you been along. Oh, well, the X-Men. Uh, oh, Teen yeah. Titans, Justice League, obviously the big, you know, the big one, Spider-Man, Thor, Batman, all of those. Um, but the X-Men was always my favourite back in the day. And what they did to that comic, oh, I, I can't tell you. Well, and Superman. I mean, the last I've heard about Superman is he's bisexual now, right? And he's... Uh, well, it's his, apparently it's his son. It's his son that's bisexual. That's okay. how they're trying to get around it. But they've created a black Superman as well. And that's the the other thing they're doing is they're creating um, black versions of all the characters. But it's not a new thing because there was a black version of Wonder Woman way back in the 70s called Nubia. And I think they're bringing her back now, though, to try and replace. Uh, I might be wrong on this. I'm not sure. But I think they're trying to replace the Wonder Woman that we all remember, you know, yeah. uh, with Nubia. Some of the weirdest um, like race and gender swapping that I've heard of uh, my, my co-host, my friend on Wednesday nights, and that's, we do a show called pop culture and it's just entertainment yeah. stuff. He's a big nerd and he's so smart and he always has interesting uh, topics. And there was one episode where he just surprised me with a lot of, we played a little game where he would show me an old, entertainment property and then asked me to guess what the swap was for the remake uh, right yeah. the funniest one was perfect strangers do you remember that tv show no it, was that oh, american oh, tv show it was, it was american yeah it's yeah, just might, we might not have show. It it's like about these two roommates it, it was just a, it was just a silly sh I, I, anyway that was really funny to me if anybody remembers that show they're either remaking it or they did remake it with two black women so it's just the, all of them. There's just constantly like, ah, the other thing is I noticed this just uh, watching some old films and stuff lately. They kind of want us to forget that having women in the lead is not new. Even having women as heroes or action figures is not new. Well, if you look at the films from the thirties, most a lot of those films were female leads, you know. Yes. Um, what's the really good Mildred Pierce films oh, like that? Gosh. Um, yes, I mean, that's a great film, 
um, mm -hmm. and also you've got the stuff in the 60s, the hag exploitation films. Um, yeah. I can't think of them. Woman in an Elevator, was it called? I forget what it was called now. That was quite I don't funny. Know that one. Oh, it's, um, um, I forget, Olivia de Havilland. And it's okay. when she was, it was before she was in um, the one with Bette Davis, where Bette Davis Bette is, Davis. Uh, um, oh, I can't remember what it's called. Is it Goodnight Sweet Charlotte? Goodnight Charlotte. Sweet Charlotte, yeah. Charlotte, yeah. Oh, hush, um, hush, sweet Charlotte. That's it. That's it. I knew we'd get yeah. there in the end. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah so you're right. Now. It's not new. It's not new. But I don't know about in the silent era, but I think even in the silent era, you know, you had the, you know, the lead lady who was the center of the show. Um, yeah, and it's, it's just all of pop culture. It's sort of like we through, I want to say, I believe through liberalism, actual liberalism, not woke, which is something different. Mm. It's very illiberal. But through liberalism, like we as a society and culturally, we already overcame a lot of these barriers. They want us to pretend like we haven't. They have to get us to pretend like we haven't and believe that we haven't so that they can be fighting something. But oh. like even last night in Etika Music, I'll just say quickly, um, it was my, my friend's and housemate's birthday and we had a little birthday party and she wanted to listen to, we just started putting old 80s and 90s uh, music videos up. It was like heavy D. Uh, we watched MC Hammer's Too Legit to Quit. <laughs> I mean, these songs were great. And it's like, dude, there's always been, we crossed these barriers, a lot of these barriers with when it comes to gender and race decades ago. Why are we pretending? That was the biggest song ever, Too Legit to Quit. Like, well, what do you- I was talking to my mom recently about this, about this whole thing to do with race mainly and about how, you know, a lot of people on that side, on the woke side are saying that, you know, they've been ignored and marginalized. And she was saying right from the beginning, you know, cause she remembers when pop music started, you know, with Elvis, she said there were black people right from the beginning performing, you know, you had your Ella Fitzgerald, you had your Nina Simone, you had all of these Holiday. fantastic artists. Yeah. You know, and they, yeah, they did face discrimination in certain aspects, but they were there. You know, there was a there was a presence, and to pretend that there wasn't a presence is not true. Um, yeah. But going back to changing things, have you heard about uh, what they're doing with the Queen for the seventieth um, anniversary of her being on the throne no. in the UK? No. Are you ready for this? So there's going to be Queen Black uh, <laughs> Chinese. <laughs> Are you kidding? No. Wait, what? That, yeah, the queen is going to be portrayed when she was young by a Chinese actress. What? Like the real queen? <laughs> the real like queen. Like living, a living person who's not Chinese? Yep. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Why not just have a man? Why not just have an elderly man play the well, queen? No, not even that. They should have Jussie Smollett. You know, like, go, might as well go the whole hog, you know. Yeah, she's apparently it's, it's someone who's going to be playing the queen when she was a young girl, when she was a princess, and it's going to be a Chinese girl or a Chinese woman, a young woman who's Chinese. Um, why? I have no idea. Wow. <laughs> but honestly, look it up. It's true. Wow. Okay. There's a BBC for you. Hold on one second, Neil. You can okay. read. You can read some chats if you want. I think my okay. This one at my door. Give me one second. Okay, no worries. Right. Oh, I recognise quite a few of the names here. We've got two sisters. We've got Nancy. Oh, hi, Anne. Anne Pinkova. Um, uh, who else have we got here? This is probably really boring for people, isn't it? So I'm trying to find if there's a good one here to read out. Anne Pinkova said. Um, Frank Capra movies are lousy with strong female characters. 
all that representation up in here. Not quite sure I understand. Ah, a lousy with strong female characters. Right, I think I get that. Um, and then Wombat says that she watched Scarlet Street last night. I don't know that one. Do you know that film? It's a 1945 Fritz Lang movie with Joan Bennett. No, I don't know that one. Joan Bennett was just a horrible person. Good noir. Uh, thank mm. you. I'll check that one out. I mostly just watch old stuff now. Yeah, I can't watch any new film, especially when they remake them. It's like, why remake a great film? Why can't you watch the old film? Yeah. I don't get it, because they never make them better, or very rarely. I mean, there have been a few, haven't there, but not many have been made better. The The one that will... <laughs> The one that will really emotionally disturb me, and it shouldn't. I know I shouldn't be this invested in pop culture, but everybody has their thing that they don't want to see destroyed. Mm. They ever remake gold, uh, the Golden Girls and do gender or race swapping? I will be very they will. upset. They will. They will. <laughs> well, wasn't there a rumor that it was always supposed to be gay men? That they were supposed uh, well, to be all gay men? Yeah, I mean, I always heard when I worked in LA that. It was uh, like Sex in the City. It was a lot of gay men who were the writers and cre uh, creators. I don't know how much truth was in that, but... Uh, oh, you know they're going to do it. You know they yeah. will. There'll be, yeah. a, there'll be a black character, an Asian character, a lesbian, and possibly a man. The one who, you know, B. Arthur's character will probably be a trans man, trans woman. Well, they That's keep them old great. because the, the reason why that show is so appealing is... is I mean, it's their age is the most important thing about them and yeah. their gender, I would say. Do you think they'll keep them old? Because if they don't, it's just a totally different show. It's like Sex in the City. <laughs> well, I suppose they'll do what they did with, I've forgotten her name now, um, Sophia, is it? The character Sophia? She was actually younger than the other three, wasn't she? But yeah. she was supposed to be the eldest. So they'll probably go along with that, really. Yeah. That's if they can get an actress or an actor that is willing to look older than they actually are. Because I bet they won't, you won't find many of them these days. That's true. It, they've got to look younger. Well, they'll all look, uh, you know, after having yeah. surgery, you know. <laughs> so uh, I do want to talk about some stuff that was in the news. If you are interested, yeah. there's some uh, awful things that happened. This weekend, there were two shootings in the States. And yeah. uh, one of them is, oh, wait, just before we jump into that, look, it's Maria Tuskin. Oh, hi, Maria. Hello, knitters. Hello, Maria. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. Um, so one of the shootings happened in Buffalo and the shooter there wrote a racist manifesto, which I haven't yeah. read yet. I do read a lot of these manifestos because I, I mean, I think it has to do with the fascination of true crime or like what makes crazy people tick, you know, different types, what makes people tick and especially disordered uh, personality types and so I will read his manifesto eventually but I've heard in the media that it's been compared to the Christchurch shooters manifesto yes. um, Cole yes. can you bring up that first news article so one of the things that's been happening with this story is um, I mean a couple things I'll acknowledge yes the media creates a narrative and it is a one-sided narrative where they like to call attention to and blow up and cherry pick any instances of white supremacy or white nationalism that's involved in uh, any type of violence or shooting. They highlight those stories. They try and craft a narrative that that's somehow the norm. And uh, they, they simultaneously ignore stories like the Christmas parade 
uh, massacre that just happened, yeah. you know, that they just completely buried because it ended up, it was a black guy who, who ran over and killed all these people in the parade. So they bury stories like that and they disproportionately will focus 24 seven uh, coverage on stories like this. That's absolutely true. However, one thing I've noticed is whenever they, um, whenever something like this happens, if someone does want to talk about the reasons for it, like, like not a mainstream media person, they don't, they don't actually give a shit about the reasons behind it. But if someone like Jack Buckby, who was guest hosting with me last week, Jack Buckby is a former white nationalist. He's a counter extremism, uh, uh, activist. And he talks a lot about what led him into white nationalism as a young man and what got him out of it. And he also talks about the, the, the ways to get young men out of it and the barriers to doing so. And so when he talks about stories like this and he did, he does have comments on stories like this, of course, he gets so much pushback from the right. And I saw it this weekend. I had never seen it before, but I retweeted something he said, which was simply, we need to start asking the questions of why are what young white men attracted what's going on that they're attracted to this uh, extremist ideology and how can we tackle it? And immediately there were all these comments that were, you know, wrong. This is a false flag and, from the left and this isn't real. And uh, even if it is real, you know, the media only focuses on these stories, which is true. We agree. Um, or, you know, society is doing this. We don't need to ask what's what's wrong with young white men. Society's doing this. It's like, yeah, that's that's part of asking what's wrong with them is what is society doing to them? What is the thing that's being unspoken? Um, well, there's two things to that, isn't there? Because one thing, um, one of the other things is that one of the accusations is that um, it's, uh, oh, well, that it's a false flag um, and that it didn't really happen and that it was the FBI and blah, blah, blah. So there's, from both sides of the argument, nobody's willing to look at what this guy said. So, for example, one of the things that he brought up in the manifesto, I believe, because we aren't allowed to read it in the UK. It's, in, it's a criminal offence to read it. Um, what? So, Wait. Wait, you can't yeah, read it? Yeah, it's classed as owning um, anything that's classed as terrorist related. We're not allowed to have on our computers. If we do, then we are in possession of terrorist material. So, I mean, they'd have to find you. You know what I mean? They'd have to know right, you had it. But that's crazy. Um, yeah, it's, it, uh, it's probably something we'll be able to talk about later because I wanted to mention yeah. about freedom yeah. of speech and things like that. But yeah, so I've been careful not to go searching for it just in case I get myself into trouble. But I believe um, that one of the things that he's been talking about is the great replacement, as it's called, which is mm -hmm. um, where uh, some people think that the white, the white race is being bred out of existence. But nobody will talk about it. And it's like, well, don't just poo-poo the idea. Look at it. Let's look at some facts and look at whether that is true or not. And show, but no, you know, it's like, don't talk about that. La, 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 I'm not listening. You know, and that's what I feel is happening with this because it's, it's no good just condemning his manifesto. You need to know why they think that. What is it? What evidence is there for behind what they're saying? You know, um, yeah, I don't know. It's a, it's a yeah. tricky one. Well, part of the, and I'm sorry, Cole, we're, we're going to get back to that article in a second. I'll tell you when. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. But um, one of the things is, like you said, they, they want to, oh my gosh, how can I, how can I state this correctly? Let me think about it. Okay. They want to set this narrative that white nationalism is 
common, that it's everywhere, which is not true, and that it's mainstream, and that all of Western society, in fact, is white nationalist and white supremacist, and that all of society is set up to support this ideology, which all you have to do is look at the people in power, look at the establishment, um, uh, look at the infrastructure, look at, look at, look at all of the, um, look at the media, look at journalism, look at the, both political parties, look at anyone with power, any institution with power, look at academia. All they do is call out white supremacy. So it's not true that our institutions are white supremacists. That's all they do is call out this boogeyman when they get these isolated incidents and they do exist um they blow them up as if look this is representative of the whole this is representative of what we've been telling you meanwhile they push down anything that doesn't fit the narrative like the christmas massacre and they don't talk about it so that is happening but then one last thing before i lose this thought i'm working my way up to it is they don't allow you okay by not allowing you to read that manifesto or or poo-pooing or saying it's off limits you can't actually find out we can't actually as humans figure out what gets a person to this place and how did it go wrong and it's not good enough to simply say it's it's western white supremacist culture that's bullshit if you can't read what led a person to that that's how people like at the columbine uh shooting school shooting that happened because we were able to read those kids uh mm -hmm. journals and listen to what they call the basement tapes you got a better uh, understanding of what was in their mind, of what caused it, of what caused this this evil to take root. And if you can't read that that crazy person's manifesto, how can you ever how can you ever stop other people from going there? The thing that um, I I find strange though is that whenever it's a white person that commits these crimes, there's always a manifesto. Do you know what I mean? It, I just find it strange. Like I wrote a few names down. Um, I haven't got a long list, just three or four. Uh, Anders Brevik, who was the one that killed um, right. about 70 people in, in Norway, he had a 1,500-page manifesto. Somebody called Dylan Roof or Rolf, he had a 2,000-word yeah. manifesto. He was the Charlestown guy, wasn't he? Um, yeah. Elliot Roger, he had a, a manifesto. Um, the, uh, he was the uh, uh, misogynist one in California, who killed a bunch of women and was he the one who was um a person of color but was half half white as he called he was himself. half white and half yeah. uh either asian or latino i think asian yeah. and you got someone called brenton tarrant uh, what did he do i forget what he did he was the christchurch person Christ in Church, new zealand and he had a manifesto as well and i just to me i just find it odd because Considering that these people, you would imagine that they're not exactly the most educated people to go and kill somebody. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And for them to have written a manifesto or to have interpreted another manifesto that could be 170 pages long, like I think this latest guy, Peyton uh, Gendron, I think his name is, isn't it? I think his is, yeah, 170 page long manifesto. Um, it just seems weird to me. I don't know what it is. Something's, an alarm bell rings when I hear that. Okay, there was one that doesn't fit. Do you know Christopher Dorner? I recognize the name, but I can't think why. Okay, so he was the black police officer in California who went on a mass shooting spree, and he had a manifesto. Uh, right. And actually, you know how they try and uh, whenever, whenever there's someone mentioned in one of these manifestos, if it's someone on the right, 
they try and use it to completely take out that person that guilt yeah. by association like you were referenced by this crazy person therefore you're evil they did that i yeah. think lauren southern was mentioned in the christchurch shooters That's manifesto right. so they went after her um but they didn't do the same for, 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 for as well who Stephen, was it Stephen Molyneux? Molyneux, I probably. Was, I think he was mentioned as well, I think. Uh, Christopher Dorner, the black police officer, went on a shooting spree. In his manifesto, he mentioned numerous people, most of them on the left. And they didn't do the same thing to those people. And I know because one of those people was my former client, Margaret Cho, a comedian. She was mentioned in his manifesto. <laughs> <laughs> like what a sick thing to live with by the way that like hey this killer put me like oh that's mm. awful but they the jody foster thing isn't it yeah yeah <laughs> but they didn't they didn't come after the people on the left for that that sort of that same kind of guilt by association like look this nut job uh included which doesn't in fit the narrative for them does it you know, they always want it to be um, like one of the things here, uh, one of the last HR training sessions that I had to go on as a teacher, uh, we had to go on the extremism training. And it was really interesting and, and laughable in a sad way, even though it's a really horrible story. It wasn't that long after 22 youngsters had been murdered in Manchester, where I live, at the uh, arena, an Ariana Grande concert. And... Um, we were told in this um, in this training that the threat of terrorism was from white people. It wasn't from Muslim extremism, for example, which is our lived experience of terrorism is almost always in modern times Muslim extremism. In prior, it was always Irish extremism, you know, with the IRA. Um, so it's not a race thing, and Islam, you know, being a religion, it's it's not a race thing anyway. But we were told that it wasn't coming from them; it was coming from white people. But there's no evidence of that. You know, there's very, very little evidence of anybody in the UK, a white person, doing a terrorist attack. You know, you hear the odd occasion where maybe one person, you know, a a, a white male has killed an Asian male, for example. But there's no mass killings in that. In, or it doesn't seem to be anyway. I know there has been some in America. Was it? Um, oh, actually, no. There is one. Sorry, I'm 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 telling a lie here. There was a white guy that ran into. Uh, he drove into a crowd of Muslims, and immediately the media said that it was a terrorist attack. Whereas when it's the other way around, the first thing the media say and the police is that the motive is unknown. Yes. And they straight away you think oh really but then when it was a white person that did it straight away it was terrorism they so, did that with the christmas massacre motive unknown yeah. but that's the only one i know of in this country that one particular case um so uh, yeah so i've just find it really strange that we're being trained to think that white people are the terrorists at least yeah. here whether that's the same in america i don't know and i'm not saying no. all, all muslims are terrorists that isn't what i'm saying you know i know i'll no. be misquoted on that but no, but I think part of what that does is because we're not allowed to have a real conversation about it. You're not even allowed to read things related mm -hmm. to it in the UK. Um, what it's doing is is it's actually growing the boogeyman that they want. Yes. It yeah. is pushing people, uh, young white men who look around them and say, in this new dominant ideology, I am being targeted because of my race mm -hmm. and my sex. Um it's pushing those disaffected young men into some of them into white nationalism. And they, by the way, I think the mainstream, I think the wokest love that because they want this boogeyman to be real. They want it to be bigger. Yeah. They're not actually concerned with keeping people from going to the extreme 
Well, uh, again, I can only speak for the UK, but I know in the education system that the lowest performing um, group in the education system at the moment is white boys. And that's because for years, the education has been written either for girls or for minorities. So if you're a minority, you get extra help. You you know, the school gets lots of funding for having X amount of um, uh, children of colour, for example, or having to have X amount of translators to teach them English and so on. If you're a white boy, you get left behind. And white boys are now almost um, certainly going to be left out of the employment market in 10 years' time, for example. Um, so what are they going to do? You know, and they see this, you know, they, they, you know, children aren't stupid, you know, they see it in the classroom. Uh, I remember one of the places I worked in London, it was teenagers, so it was older than school age, so they were about 16, 17, um, that which is older than school age in this country, and um, it was 99% Asian and um, and black. There was, I think there was only two students that were white, one of them being a boy, one of them being a girl. The girl did very well. The boy just gave up you know he he there was nothing for him there was no help for him they used to do these things where um they had um entrepreneurship programs but you could only go on it if you were black or asian or middle eastern and you could apply and you had millionaires that had built businesses that would then sort of hothouse these youngsters to to start businesses and they you know one group i was teaching they actually started um, a business that they made money you know they were still in college but they made money but that boy wasn't allowed to join in with that because he was white so he yeah. you know how so if you put yourself in his shoes what has he got you know yeah. what is he seeing what has he got and he wasn't rich he wasn't from a privileged background so you can see why they're looking for alternatives you know, it's yeah. really sad. And they, they pick up on this, the woke ideology, which is racist, which is identitarian, mm. which is, in my opinion, just as thoroughly reprehensible yeah. as white nationalism and white supremacy. It yeah. is so culturally dominant and accepted. And the kids know what it means. I have a friend who uh, ha has a, a young a young man, a boy and his family who, who he told me apologized mm. recently for being male. <laughs> Like what? his family, like came home from school and said, I'm sorry, I was, I was born a boy like that. They, when you strip social justice down to the basics, like what they're teaching, you hear it from the mouths of children. They know what it is. It's like yeah. bad to be a boy. It's bad to be white. It's bad to be yeah. these things. And what is that doing to a whole generation of kids? I mean, we don't know yeah. yet. I didn't get this shit until college. I didn't get it when I was young. So... Well, another thing I noticed in a class, I used to volunteer in a primary school teaching knitting and the deputy head was in there one day. So I used to have boys in the class and girls in the class. And she told this boy off once and I was really angry. You know, I was fuming about it, but I couldn't say anything because she was like the deputy headmistress. And she treated this boy like he was a defective girl. You know, because girls tend to be, on the whole, much more compliant and they, you know, in yeah. the classroom, they're much more studious. Whereas he was, you know, he had a hyperactivity, he was bouncing off the ceilings. And when he was knitting, he was all right. But, you know, it's like, she said, oh, I, we don't have this problem with girls. And he's like, yeah, but maybe that's because you're not teaching him in the right way for him. You know, you're teaching him in a way that is right for girls, not for him. You know, because it is different. Boys are much more kinetic. You know, they want to be doing stuff and feeling stuff, whereas girls will sit down and they will do really neat work. You know, they'll write, they want it to look nice, where boys don't have that. 
This is Jenga. not, by the way, this fact is not allowed anymore, even though it's, it is a fact. It's supported by, I mean, the whole history of scientific research is like there are differences between men and women. There are differences between boys and girls. You're not so, even allowed yeah. to acknowledge that anymore. So how yeah, are you supposed to be able to yeah. it in classrooms? Like you're not, that is a wrong thought. That is a hate fact, you know? Don't say that, Neil. There's no differences. In fact, you can <laughs> yeah. switch between, right? Like, <laughs> identify as whatever. Um, I do want to say, I, I just noticed while you're talking, I'm so sorry, I didn't notice before, Jack Buckby is actually in the chat. Um, oh, hi, Jack. Jack. Yeah. He oh, Jack. I keep calling him Jeff. Sorry, sorry, Jack. All good points, Neil, he says. Uh, coming from a good source, that's good. <laughs> um. If there's, uh, there might be another one he has that's good. I'll, I'll look for it, Jack. I'm sorry, the chat's kind of scrolling by fast. There was a super chat from Jeffrey. Thank you, sir. He says, Carrie, look up what V Radio Anonymous related had to say about the shooting in Buffalo. Okay, I will. It's related to Anonymous, he says. Uh, thank you for that. And then, is that the only one? I think that's the only one. Okay, cool. Uh, let's go back to that. Let's go back to that article, Cole, and uh, I want to look at the headline first, and then we'll scroll down and read some of it, because this is something that's happening and happens all the time. Here's another one from Jack. A lot of white terrorism in the UK has been stopped in recent years. Very commonly, it is teenage boys. Well, if anybody's going to know about that, it'll be Jack. That's that's the interesting thing, isn't it? Uh, I'm saying his name right. It's Jack, isn't it? Or is it Jeff? Jack. It's Jack. Uh, uh, sorry, I keep I keep getting it wrong. Um, yeah, but like you were saying earlier, but they won't ask his advice or his knowledge on this. Whereas there's a guy, um, oh, I've forgotten his name. What's he called? The He was a Muslim terrorist who's now like the darling of the left. Um, hopefully uh, Jack will put it in the comments because he knows who I'm talking about. And uh, he, you know, literally was in prison for being a terrorist, whereas now he's reformed and he was the, um, he was involved with Quilliam at one point and I've forgotten his oh. name. Uh, come on, Jack, help me out. You know who he yeah, is. Yeah, <laughs> Jack, drop that in the chat if you know. I've um, forgotten his name. But he's completely accepted and his word, uh, uh, Majid Nawaz. Yes, Majid Nawaz, that's him. Oh, yeah, Majid. Where, yeah, Majid I didn't Nawaz. Know that was his background. Um, yeah, he was a terrorist. Uh, you know, he's open about that. He wrote his uh, wrote a book about it. But now they they'll bring him out of uh, of the woodwork to talk about anything. But they, there's no way they would have Jack on a show like that. You know, on a mainstream show, unless they were trying to catch Jack out or trying to humiliate him in some way. Yeah, well, this is part of the problem. Uh, I'll, I'll get to this after I read some of the article. I'm not going to forget. Um, I have a point to make about that, about them trying to catch Jack out after this. But let me read this since Cole has it up. This is an article that I saw. Uh, it's from the Washington Examiner. And the headline is, The Left Blames Tucker Carlson for Buffalo Shooting as a Censorship Excuse. And this is what happens every time. This is what we're talking about, where they'll pick out anyone that these nut jobs reference in their manifesto, and then they'll use that as an excuse um, to contribute to the problem by trying to censor anyone who might be saying anything truthful at all that gets uh, used by the nut jobs. So yeah. I'll just read some of this. Uh, after an 18-year-old alleged gunman stormed a Buffalo grocery store and killed 10 people, it took the national media apparatus about two minutes 
to point the finger at conservative media, specifically Fox News and Tucker Carlson. The alleged shooter left an online manifesto with eerie echoes of the Christchurch shooting in New Zealand and the shooting in Sutherland Springs, Texas, spouting off about the, quote, great replacement theory, the anti-Semitic theory of world-controlling Jews purposefully transporting large amounts of immigrants into the United States to change the racial makeup of the country. But journalists on Twitter and national news outlets took it a step further, pointing the finger squarely at Fox News and Tucker Carlson with the sole purpose of conflating the anti-Semitic theory peddled online with the very real concerns of an open immigration policy that right now is causing a historic influx of migrants across the southern border, as well as human trafficking and narcotics. These concerns are shared within border communities, which themselves have seen a political demographic shift since the 2020 election, with Hispanics in these family communities turning against traditional democratic policies. This is true. In Texas, the number of um, Latino people who are voting, who are leaving the left and voting conservative has gone way up. So is the number of black people um, and, and the number of people who are supporting a Texas movement. It, uh, the, the support is very high among uh, Latinos in Texas who want to just well, get Trump the F out of the that, U.S. Hmm? Yeah. Trump always said that, didn't he, when he was in? He always used to say, oh, the Hispanics love me. They love Trump. You know, <laughs> maybe he's right. You know? He's, they don't, the woke left doesn't like to admit this, but um, I'll just read a little bit more and then we can talk about this. Journalists know exactly what they're doing and conflating these two ideas, as do Democratic politicians putting a target on Fox News and Carlson is simply the latest subtle push at censorship. In recent weeks, corporate media have been caterwauling at the idea of looser content moderation policies on social media, and you can bet that Elon Musk and his pending deal with Twitter will be tied to the Buffalo shooting next. I'm, it, I'm sure that's already happened. Um, several outlets and Democratic politicians... Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, isn't it interesting how they don't talk about Maxine Waters telling people to push no. back conservatives and there was a whole spate of them wasn't there at that time where they were literally saying go and punch a what is it bash a fash um you know yeah. bash a fascist as they call us and there was all sorts of things even biden didn't he say you should you should punch them in the face or something i can't quite remember his quote but it was something like that but they ignore that they ignore all of that they ignore all the politicians on the left who who go who actually do uh, encourage and incite violence with their words Maxine Waters said to take it to them. If somebody can pull up her exact quote, please do for us. She basically said, like, go go where they're at, meaning when yeah. they're eating at restaurants, when they're out, like these private the people. Yeah. yeah. And this is happening right now with the Supreme Court judges. You know, they're yeah. being... People are going to their homes. Didn't, the didn't it happen almost them. straight after when Maxine Waters say that? Didn't a crowd go to uh, Tucker Carlson's house when he wasn't there, but his wife was there? Yes. Um, and I don't know whether it happened around. It happened around that time, but I don't know if it happened before or after. So you could say that she was absolutely, or they were, who were all the people that said those things, directly responsible for that. If you use their narrative. Well, you know. they definitely use in uh, language that incites uh, or at least tacitly supports. And, mm. and they've done so recently. Uh, uh, the Biden administration has tacitly supported going to judges' homes. You know, as long as it's peaceful, they said. <laughs> Protest outside their home as long as it's peaceful. What does peaceful mean? I've seen them on media with fire behind them at riots <laughs> saying this is mostly, mostly peaceful. peaceful. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Somebody in the comments, De Debony, Debony, Debony Doombringer has just put, Beetlejuice literally said to take up arms. Is, oh. that, is that one? I'm not sure who that, well, I know Beetlejuice oh. was that person. It's is Lori it Lightfoot in Chicago. Oh, He's one <laughs> I of see why she's called Beetlejuice now. <laughs> yes. Uh, that just happened. Cole, see if you can find that, that quote of hers in an article and we'll pull it up next. But, um, let me finish reading this and then we'll, oh wait, there it is. Make that, what is that? Make that bigger. Uh, this is a quote. Let's see. Quote, well, we've got to stay on the street, Water said, and we've got to get more active. We've got to get more confrontational. We've got to make sure that they know that we mean business. Oh, this is the Maxine Waters quote. Yeah, thank you for finding that. We got to stay on the streets. We've got to get more confrontational. We got to. And make didn't sure they just they do know. that? Yeah. Yeah. It's as they burnt down cities. Yeah. So, so this this kind of uh, this pattern it just happens over and over. It's like when they do get one of these cherries that they can pick and say, yeah. here. This is the boogeyman we're talking about. This is everywhere. Then they use it to censor further. And what happens is when you censor this article, I pulled up for a reason because I think it makes a very, a very important point. Part of the problem is that the whole establishment, the in at least in the U.S. and I, I think it, you can tell me what it's like in the U.K. But the Democratic Party and a lot of the Republican Party, some of it, uh, the media, journalism, you know, the whole machine the big social, all of it, they, they yeah. will not allow a conversation about things like very real things about the, the problem at the border here in Texas, about the immigration crisis. They won't allow you to talk about it. So yeah. then whoever talks about it, um, if, if the only people talking about it are underground and are extremists yeah. and, are, and, are, and are also seeding these facts with bad racist ideology that's where some people are going to go to find because at least they're like but at least they're saying some true things and then they're picking up all this hate with it what needs to happen is they need to allow more conversation in the mainstream just the truth like just the truth just, yeah i mean we've got exactly the same here um with the migration thing as well we've got daily we've got dozens and dozens of boats of migrants coming over from france now they're not french they they've come from africa so they've traveled through a continent to get to the shores of France. So the rules of asylum seeking is that you have to go to the first safe country. So they're going through Italy usually. So they should stay in Italy and they should apply for yeah. asylum in Italy. So what they do then is they travel from Italy, probably through Switzerland, probably through Germany. And then they get to France, they get to the coast and they get to Calais. And then in blow up dinghies, I mean, they're good ones, don't get me wrong. Somebody is providing them because they're good. You know, they're not little blow up ones that you blow, you know, they've got uh, motorized propellers on them. And there's dozens of them every day coming over to Dover and then they're disappearing in the country. Now, one of our, um, a lady called Anne-Marie Waters, who's the leader of the political party I'm associated with, she actually went down there to film and you could see all of the dinghies that had just been left. And there were dozens and dozens and dozens of them. So whoever it is, somebody is funding that because otherwise they would keep reusing the same dinghies. Do, do you know what I mean? Yeah. But that wasn't allowed. No one's allowed to talk about that. You're not it's allowed so to weird. mention it. 
They just abandoned yeah. the boats. They just abandoned, yeah. And if you look, if you go and have a look at Amory Waters, um, you can see she actually videoed it, and you can see. And I think uh, she didn't get it on video, but she said as she was filming, they saw one coming, but it was too far away for them to, you know, get any closer. Um, but it's happening every day, and they and the the woke people say, yeah, but they're asylum seekers, and it's like, yeah, but they're not get, they're not claiming asylum to get away from France. You know, there's no war in France. France is a safe country. Italy is a safe country. The, the only reason they will travel all that distance is for economic reasons, which means they're not an asylum seeker. They're not asylum seekers. Yeah. Asylum seekers, by all means, should be able to come, but they have to be real and they have to come through a legitimate port of entry. You know, so by an airplane, you know what I mean? You have to come and declare that you're you're seeking asylum. Same, same in you the don't US. Sneak yeah. in. Yeah, it's like you're, you know, you've got people crossing over your Mexico, uh, is it Mexico, Texas border or Mexico, California border? You know, they they aren't going through the proper um, routine of what they should do to be an asylum seeker. So yet yeah, again, they're, they're not. They're they're engaging in. There's lots of child trafficking. There's lots of uh, drug trafficking, and and. And you're right. They're not even going through the process to apply for asylum if they're truly. What I found the woke left likes to do is pretend that they're all asylum seekers, which all you have to do is go and look up the numbers, the percentage of asylum seekers that are um, approved each year in the United States. It's a. It's been a while since I looked it up, but it was. I think it's less than five percent, maybe one percent. It was something very small. It's not a high number. Most people yeah. who are trying to come are not asylum seekers, so you should go through the process like the legal process of well, becoming a citizen this is a strange thing i mean we allegedly are having ukrainian asylum seekers which you would expect but yet again they should be going to the first safe country but we're accepting i think we've made a deal with the eu that we will accept so many ukrainian um refugees however that some of them are african pretending to be from ukraine yeah. you know or they're from pakistan pretending to be here ukraine. too <laughs> yeah, and, but they're not seeing it. It's like, how can you pretend this person is Ukrainian? You know, U Ukraine is one of the whitest countries probably in the world. You know, there are very, very few minorities, ethnic, you know, as in people of colour in that part of the world. Uh, you know, somebody from Nigeria is not Ukrainian. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, not a great right I'm going to introduce a bit of levity to this because my my brain just jumped to this, and since this is a pretty serious subject, there there are these um, uh, immigration checkpoints that you'll sometimes hit when you're driving from like Texas across New Mexico. Uh, I've hit these before where there'll just be a checkpoint where they you pull up and they ask you, and I because we we're if you're white and you look American, I'm sure they might have a different process. Which again, mm. that is racial profiling. I agree. But they'll just ask you, are you American? And we're like, yes. What I really want to do is drive through one of those wearing like Lederhosen and a, to <laughs> a totally and be like, yeah. <laughs> totally like <laughs> Learn a few words. And <laughs> yeah, fast is fast. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh-huh. I love apple well. pie. <laughs> Well, I, I used to work in East London in a place called Stratford, which is um, majority black and um, and Muslim. Very few white people live and work there. And I used to walk from the train station to where the college was that I worked. It was quite a bit of a walk. I had to walk through a shopping centre. And one day I thought to myself, 
this is weird. There was no one around, and normally it was heaving, and I'd be like, there'd be one or two of us that were white, for, example, for instance. And I was walking towards the door, and it was empty until I realised that the immigration um, people were there at the doors of the shopping centre waiting to catch them. And they all knew. How they knew, I don't know, but there was no one there. There was just me walking through this door. And they didn't stop me, racial profiling, yeah, but racial I just thought it was really weird, you know, yeah. really odd. So it must yeah. be a massive problem for them to do it at a shopping center, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's but, an indication of like, hey, something's a little different. It's sort of like uh, when I went, I've only been to Italy once and I went for a friend's wedding. I got to go. It was beautiful. And uh, there were a lot of guys who, well, they weren't Italian. They were recent immigrants if i were to guess um and they they didn't speak english or they also didn't speak italian but they were selling roses like whenever you were going out and looking at some of the landmarks and stuff it would just be constant like do you want to like coming up to sell roses and and i was just i because it's my first time and only time there i'm like oh this is italy and then later i was thinking about it and i'm like i wonder how long ago that wasn't italy <laughs> where you didn't have all these people who don't speak italian well, right like that's what i know is italy now but well sicily i went to sicily a few years ago and um we were driving along i've got a friend who lives there and we were driving along and there were people stood by the roadside you know they run out and try and clean your windows and things like that while you're in your car and um there were loads of women holding babies or toddlers but they weren't moving and he said they drug them those babies are drugged to keep quiet all day so that they can beg and get more money because they've got a child and they never move so they could they might not even be alive you know what i mean they might be fake or whatever but you just think why but nobody will address that because that yeah. would be seen as yeah. being racist you know yeah. um yeah. but that's the first place sicily is the first place they usually get to when they've crossed through africa and so uh, sicily and italy is really really struggling i think with their and greece greece is struggling with their migrants as well and they yeah. were completely overrun around 2015, 2016. It was really quite bad there. Yeah, Jack mm. says, I've seen the fake baby thing in Turkey. They were dolls. Right. Um, well, at least they were dolls. You know, that's a nicer thought, isn't it, than them being drugged? Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, one of the, what was the point I, I wanted to get back to about, about Jack? Oh, I know what it was. There's, a super chat from, I think it was Chuck. And he made me think of this. He says, if I can find it, hold on one second. Cole, if you can star the super chats when they come in so I can search for them fast. There we go. Chuck Davis. Thank you, sir. He says, uh, hi, Carrie, Neil, and Jack. Great conversation. I'd like to hear constructive ways we can tackle this issue. TTFN. I don't know what that means. Ta-ta for now. Oh, Tata friend. Is that a is that a UK no. thing? If he's from the UK, that's what it means. It might mean something oh, else if he's from somewhere else. Yeah, Tata for now. Cool. So it means bye bye for now. Cool. Uh, <laughs> one of the ways this is just on my mind because again, I was reading some of Jack's comments about this, and this is on my mind. Jack Buckby is someone who has experience with this particular problem that the mainstream media is blowing up. Right? He was a a, a young teenage boy, white guy in the UK, got pulled into white nationalism, was in that uh, racist ideology for a while, and then got himself out. He has written books about how to combat this problem. He's a counter-extremism activist. And yet, 
the conservative media won't talk to him. I think because they think if they do, they're playing into the false mainstream narrative. So they well, won't have a new. Hmm? If anybody talks to Jack, they'll be smeared. You yeah. know, if, yeah. it's guilt by association. Even though he's moved from that, you know, from that yeah. arena, he's in a different place now. He's still guilty in their eyes. You know, and he's not, if he was black or if he was Asian or if he was a Muslim or whatever, they would probably accept him like we were talking about um, now, uh, Majid Nawaz. But he's yeah. always going to have that mark on his forehead. You know, and he may as well he, have a put there, you know. And if he became woke and he did co-sign this false ah. narrative, then the leftist mainstream media would have him on. Because Probably. then he would be there to yeah. say white supremacy is everywhere, guys, and we need to and the I was wrong. And yeah. Yes, yes, yeah. but because he's actually speaking truth and it's nuanced well, and is like, well, I'm not woke and I'm not white nationalist. It's like neither side wants to talk to him. Yeah, you've got you know left and right, and where he was on, I'll say, do it that way on the right. You know, he's only moved so far. You know, so he's not. He's in the center, which to them is far right. Yeah, it's amazing. So, well, in answer to your question, this is just one practical thing that I want to see happen is I want to see Jack's books get out there. I want to see more interviews with him. I want to see, you know, I came from the, I I was in the very racist woke left and I left that evil ideology after 20 years in it. And there are more people willing to speak to me um, because my ideology, my old ideology is still mainstream they don't they're not afraid of being tarred by uh talking to me about what it took to get out of it and what it really is and but they're afraid to talk to him and so if you do follow him online i would say you know pitch him to shows that you like try and get some of these places to to actually have him on and have a real conversation that's just a thing i would like to see selfishly yeah so. <laughs> it's really interesting that in the uk there are certain figures that are seen as acceptable and some that aren't so people like nigel farage is now seen as acceptable whereas once he was classed as being racist and xenophobic because he wanted to leave the eu some people still think that but now he is accepted by the establishment um you have people like jack he was part of um, i believe the bnp so and i've forgotten Griffin, what was the name of the leader of the BNP? Um, something Griffin, I've forgotten his name already. Uh, they allowed him to go on one of the biggest political shows ever. Uh, it's called Question Time in the UK. And he kind of made a bit of a fool of himself because he just wasn't very eloquent. And he came across a bit foolish. And it was a win for the woke world because wow. they were able to say, see, what an idiot he is. You know what I mean? And that was pretty much the end of the BNP. Nick Griffin, that's him, yeah. Thanks, Jack. Um, and that was pretty much the, I, I don't know whether Jack agrees, but that was the end of, uh, because at the time they'd gained power in the European Parliament, but then they were voted out in the next election straight afterwards. Um, so, yeah, it depends how far over, you know, if you, the reason why um, Nigel Farage is accepted is that he doesn't have much to say about migration or about mm. the islamic terrorism issue he's only talking about the eu so he's okay whereas jack in his day would have been talking about migration would have been yeah. talking about all these things and, and that talks, isn't okay he talks about you know exactly exactly what we're saying there are very real issues here that are being ignored by the mainstream yeah. and that's why one of the reasons there's lots of reasons but that's one of the reasons why the people who do end up in in uh, white supremacy end up there 
is yeah. is they're looking for where can I where oh those are the only people talking about what's really happening mm. now I'm going to go over there and by the way they're going to spike it with a bunch of hate <laughs> like my yeah. Kool Aid you know in Sweden so. um, they do an interesting thing where um, because the vast majority I don't know the exact percentage um, but the vast majority of violent crime is perpetrated by migrants so what the Swedish media and the government I'm assuming decided to do was now if they show any um, anybody committing a crime you know that you might see a little bit of a clip just before somebody gets killed or beaten up you know they'll show the figures they pixelate them out completely so that you can't see who the perpetrator is so you can't identify them you know so it completely takes away that ability to say oh yes that's the person who lives three doors down the road from me so but the idea is so you can't see what race they are because then nobody can say but here's the 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 irony of doing that is that if you watch Swedish TV and that comes on, your first thought is, oh, well, that's going to be a migrant. Yeah. And it might not be because they do it to white people as well. But by doing that, they've made it worse. Yes. You know, it is strange. And this I think they're going to try and do that elsewhere. This is a crazy world we're living in. They are going to try <laughs> to do that here. I, I think yeah. they're incubating all these stupid ideas these stupid woke ideas in the UK and Canada first, and then they try and export them here. <laughs> yeah, you're all testing grounds, aren't we? Yeah. yeah, you're the testing grounds. I mean, they, yeah. they're doing the same thing with gender here. So I've seen, I'm in a bunch of these uh, groups for parents of trans kids because I want to see the orthodoxy and the ideology oh. that they're pushing on these parents and what's allowed and what's not allowed. And there are often parents in there who have kids who've run away or other problem or been kidnapped. There was one parent who had a kid who was kidnapped and raped and she fortunately got her daughter back, but they use the, they use the, they use the pronouns that the kid wants, right? They use the validating pronouns and everything. And they will share articles sometimes like news articles and they will go and they'll all have a little activism project where they get the newspaper to change the pronoun. Okay. So if your daughter is missing no. your 13 year old daughter and she looks like a girl, and in the article, you're calling her a boy and you're using he, him, and you're not even saying trans boy because you find that offensive now. You're just saying boy. How helpful is that to find your daughter? Like it's madness. That's absolute madness, isn't it? Yeah. It's almost like the ideology is more important than the safety of your kid, you know? Well, clearly, because, you know, putting children on puberty blockers, you know, that is not good for anybody. You know, even, you know, even if they do end up transitioning and they have some kind of legitimate, you know, feeling that they're the opposite sex, it's no good doing that to a child of that age. You know, I know, and they do it for cosmetic reasons. They do it so that they don't start to develop, um, say, a, you know, a jaw or start getting hair or start getting yeah. the Adam apple. You know, these are cosmetic reasons. They're not medical reasons, you know. Right. Right. Um, it's not as bad in the in England with the trans thing, but it's worse in Scotland because we've got uh, in Scotland we have a really oh, uh, Nicola Sturgeon. She's called. She's sort of the leader of Scotland, and she's completely woke. And in Scotland, I believe now that if you're six years old, you can say that you are um, the opposite gender or whatever gender you want to be made up, and no one's allowed to question that. You're not allowed to try and talk the child out of it. You know, it's not it's not you know unique in the world because I know places like Canada are also like this. In California, but, 
Yeah, and the and everything in Scotland has been kind of uh, made to make it very easy for children to go on that conveyor belt to having themselves mutilated. So, for example, we have the NHS in the UK, but one thing that England doesn't have is free prescriptions, so we don't get our drugs for free. But every other country in the UK does. So Wales gets free drugs, Scotland gets free drugs, and I'm not sure, I think Northern Ireland gets free drugs as well. So what you do, if you're a trans person, you've got a lifetime of having to take hormones. So many of them are moving to Scotland because they know that not only are they going to be treated better by the gov the gov I say the government of Scotland, it's a, a regional government, it's not the main government, but they'll be treated better by Nicola Sturgeon's government and they'll also get free drugs for the rest of their lives. Wow. Um, you know, and it's, um, <laughs> I don't know, I, I don't know how I feel about that really, because I know there are some genuine trans people, um, but so many of them aren't. They're not genuine trans no. and they don't know it themselves, I don't think. And by the way, they've, they, they, um, one of my friends who's been on the show a couple of times before, Sarah Higdon, who's a trans woman, mm. um, has talked about this, which is because you're seeing such a huge spike in detransitioners now, these are mostly women who, yeah. as children, started transitioning to become a man and sometimes went on hormones, sometimes got double mastectomies before they were mm. 18. And now in young adulthood are deciding it was a mistake. They're not really trans and detransitioning. And there's so many of these and, and, you know, Sarah had an interesting point of view on it, which was this make th this hurts me as a trans woman because I get lumped in with these people who are, and then they're like, well, trans doesn't exist. And there are people who point to that nobody has gender dysphoria. It's always something else. And the, you know, it, the, it's such a, just like the race thing and the immigration thing, it's such a ball of wax and we're not allowed to unroll it. We're not allowed to have the real mm. conversations that could with nuance that show like, we're just allowed to have these like sort of two extremes and I've been called both recently, Neil, this is kind of funny. <laughs> I get called a, I get called a transphobic bigot. Uh, that's, that's nothing new in the past couple of years, but recently I've also been called a trans enabling Pharisee. So <laughs> it's like both. <laughs> like, well, um, you're doing something right. If you're pissing both yeah. camps off. <laughs> Give me, I'm going to leave you alone for just 30 seconds because this light just kicked in really high a, a few minutes ago and it's blinding me. Ooh, so if okay. you want to read a couple of chats, I'll be right so back. Jules, Jules R has just mentioned Benjamin Boyce and he said that his interviews with D-trans people are fantastic. And yeah, I want to say, if you've never watched Benjamin Boyce, please watch his um, Evergreen series. If you want to see what is happening in, in terms of woke and how the world is going to go, he videoed, um, I think it was from 2015 or 2016, and it was everything that happened with um, the black and the and the queer and the trans students at Evergreen University, which I believe is one of the wokest universities anyway. But they were accusing the staff of being racist and homophobic and so on. Um, and the videos are absolutely awful when you watch them you oh is that your cat yeah did you hear that, <laughs> that, 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 that. <laughs> oh dear i don't know what happened there sounds i forgot like what i was a, talking about then. sounds like <laughs> there's a fight cats. yeah i think uh it's because i'm talking you see when i'm yeah, talking yeah. to somebody else they get jealous and they start fighting <laughs> jealous but yeah guys. evergreen try and watch it if you haven't already it's brilliant brilliant in a bad way 
Um, oh, we have a super chat from Sonora. Oh, wow. Sonora. I love seeing you all the time. Uh, Sonora says, way too many rules with the alphabet mafia. It seems the woke miserables want me to hate and dislike you for reasons, LOL. <laughs> Not buying it. Happiness is better than wokeness all day. I love this super chat. We're going to leave it up there for a second. Yeah, it love really alphabet is. Mafia. That was brilliant. Yeah, I love the fact that you can see see through what it is. It's like it's really such a divisive belief system. And it and it's embarrassing that it took me two decades to figure that out. But it pushes all the things it says it's fighting. It's like it's like a narcissist in that way, except it's a narcissistic ideology. But it yeah. but it sells itself as the opposite of what it is. It's like this is about fighting and ending. Racial, racial division, racism, sex, you know, sexism, choosing homophobia, love. choosing love, <laughs> radical kindness, right? Which is what they call it when they bully you, radical kindness. Yeah, as I punch you in the head. <laughs> yeah. But it's really like. I love you. Yes, I love you. You asked for it. But they divide <laughs> us into all these groups. And then when we meet one another, instead of instead of continuing with liberalism, which, which is what got us to this point, got us past all this cultural prejudice. Now we're descending, we're going backwards where they're like, when you meet someone, okay, you need to first take stock of their race and their sex and their sexuality and all these different identity markers and then treat them based on what those groups are. It's so messed up. And I find a lot of them, they don't even have like, I'm in some of these woke groups in my little town, right? Online. And I've said this before, so I'm repeating myself, but you may not have heard it. There's a bunch of, it's mostly woke white women, okay? Middle-aged white women. And they'll post stuff that's so cringe where they're like, um, I'm is anyone else having trouble making friends with women of color? I've really been trying hard and I just I don't know what I'm doing wrong. And it and it's like, oh my gosh, because you're so freaking thirsty. And because when you meet a, a, a woman, the first thing you're doing is looking at uh what race is you like you're like yeah. you're not meeting Melinda, you're meeting <laughs> a woman of color, and you're like, yeah. be my friend, woman. Like it's just Melinda. <laughs> yeah, because if, you, if you're going to be friends with someone, you're going to be friends with them. It doesn't matter anything, right. you know. I've said this before, the least interesting thing about someone is all these identity labels. Yes. You know, it isn't interesting what colour you are. It isn't interesting who you sleep with. You know, it isn't interesting what you want to dress up as in your own time. You know what I mean? None of those things have any interest to me anyway. I'm more interested in what you've got to say and what you believe and what you, you know, willing to discuss. Um, yeah. None of those things are interesting, but you know what? These people don't have, a lot of them don't have a personality. So these mm -hmm. identity categories become the substitute for poor, poor character or, or no personality. It's well, like, I don't know who I am. I'm just a random collection of, uh, of check boxes with identity markers, you know? Well, you know, um, I blame a lot of this on people like Simon Cowell, you know, on X Factor and is it The Voice and all those singing shows. And part of it was very early on, they were telling their sob story to the audience. So they were a great singer or not a great singer, but then they were just about to be thrown off the program. And suddenly they would talk about their grandparent dying. So then they got this sympathy vote to stay in the show so then they were talking about all the hardships that they've encountered in their life you know their auntie had cancer or you know all these things that we all go through you know that everyone and then it was about their sexuality they wanted to be validated i just want someone to understand me and to accept me for who i am and all that and so victimhood has become a badge to wear with pride oh. you know and it makes Money. you uh yeah and it makes you valid 
if you're not a victim, you're you're obviously not a real person anymore, you know, because you how can you be real if you don't feel that pain of being a victim? Yeah. It, mad. This is why I was comparing it to like an individual who's a narcissist or sociopath. This is an ideology that's like that because it, and they operate in the same way. It's a, they claim victimhood while they are abusing you. It's like <laughs> How? What's happening here? It's that uh, Darvo denying reverse victim order, but they but they do that. They're like, I am a victim of all of society. I'm because of you know I'm in these identity mm. groups while they're trying to censor you, while they're sicking the mob on you, while they're trying to cancel you, shut down your business, you know, prevent you from making a living, defame you, destroy your reputation. Um, sometimes sends you to the hospital, which has happened with sacramentation, you know, like they're, they don't no. care if they destroy you while you, they're claiming victimhood. Yeah. If you want to read about that today, it's happened to me today. If you go to my, um, block mag, uh, Instagram, you can read the whole thing. So the, exactly that has been happening with me. So do you mind uh, if you put that up or would you rather not? No, no, you can do. You'd be welcome. You're welcome to. Yeah. Where um, is it at? What happened? Can find it? Yeah, so I, I drew a cover for the latest issue, and uh, I drew some of the woke people that I've talked about before. And there are white characters, and there are black characters. Some of them people will know, some of them they won't. And initially, all of the white characters were laughing about it and saying how good the image was. They were saying, you know, considering it was me that did it, you know, Hitler did it, Hitler, it was actually really good. And um, for a moment, there was like a... I don't want to say we were united, but there was a moment where both sides of the camp was happy. We were both laughing at it for different reasons. But, you know, we were laughing at how they'd been depicted. They were laughing that, you know, I'd depicted them in a okay way to them. You know, they saw it as them being superheroes, whereas we were looking at it as them being supervillains. Oh, that's And everything funny. was fine. And then uh, a certain person uh, who we've uh, we've all probably heard of, well, the knitters will know, um, who runs uh, a person who sells yarn, quite famous, uh, a black maker. She posted this thing saying, it's all fun and games until it's not. And then basically accused me of being exactly the same as the people that inspired the guy that we were talking about at the beginning in Buffalo that killed those people. Wow. And almost immediately, all of the white people that had been saying how great the picture was and laughing, saying, oh, look how he's drawn me. You know, where's my nose? This, that, and the other. You know, just lighthearted suddenly turned it on its head and then suddenly you know they were all removing the post that they put and sort of attacking me for being you know evil and for focusing on black women again but the the image has everybody on there but the only people that had an issue were the black people that were depicted in the image but the so the the question is why why were the other people ignored you know why were were people only caring about those black people in the image yeah there it is Can yeah so um Cole, so we can see. Thank you for pulling it up, so we can see the image he's talking about. Okay, so, so you you got a lot of social justice warriors on the left, yeah. and it's a it's a very uh, it's a mix of white people, black people, a lot of yeah. purple haired people. <laughs> <laughs> well, none of the white people were offended. None of them until one of the black people that's depicted sort of instructed them you know basically uh, it's all fun and games until it isn't and the interesting thing was is that this is the person that caused so much harm to people like christy glass etc and it's like yeah it was fun and games when you were doing it to them but it isn't yeah. ah so there she is again that for where she's got the uh, the speech bubbles um that was something she actually said 
So I put it up again because it's like, no, look at this, you know. So it's all fun. This, I wrote this. It's all fun and games until it's about you. Then you call it harassment. So she's accusing me of harassing her, even though it's a group drawing. But this is something she actually said. And this is the epitome of harassment, using her fans to... Um, you know, as weapons. So she, when she doesn't like someone, such as Christy Glass, she sends 45,000 followers to harass them. Not wow. all of those people will do it, but this is her mindset, what she said here. You know, this is her exact words. Uh, can we make that larger so we can read it? I want to read her words. I haven't, I'm not familiar with this. Um, I'll, I'll read it out if you want. Yeah, can you read it? Um, I will raise an army of 45.2 thousand crafters and we will absolutely come at you with every knitting needle, crochet hook, darning needle or anything else that's pointy and close and make you miserable. Don't play with me. Wow. Now, you could say, you know, all right, you're laughing there about the, you know, needles and crochet hooks, but it's the anything else that's pointy and close you know that is a threat that is a direct threat you know um, and that they say that me drawing attention to that is me harassing them you know it's kind of strange there's a there's a topsy-turvy thing going on and i think part of it is um definitely to try and shut people up it's definitely to censor people so the idea being is that image that i've drawn they are now going to accuse me of of inciting some form of violence like with the buffalo thing just because i drew that image and in that image it, there's nothing in it in itself to incite violence you know oh i can't hear you anymore uh can you hear me now ah, you're back. Okay. yeah you're back. i was gonna say here's how they operate and again it has a lot of overlap with how narcissists and soci sociopaths operate which is they want to be able to abuse you and to attack people with impunity. Like they want to be able to go after whoever they want to engage in any kind of reprehensible behavior and to excuse it by saying they're the good guys. So it makes it okay to do these awful things. They want you to stay quiet while this is happening. Mm -hmm. What you did is not allowed. You did not stay quiet about this. You started highlighting their abuse, calling attention to it, saying, look at this, look at these behaviors, look at these attack mobs they're sending, look at all this hate they're creating. Now, because you're calling attention to it, now they're doing the DARVA, which is, yes. oh, look at him. He's obsessed with us. Look at him. He's talking about, oh my gosh. He's, he's, he's harassing yeah, he's us. Boxing. He's harassing yeah. us. Oh my gosh, because <laughs> you're, you are not letting yeah. this happen in the dark because you're addressing it. That's it. Now that now it has to be, you're the enemy. You're, you're guilty of everything they've ever done. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. That's, that is the case, isn't it? It's uh, yeah. I mean, it's madness. I think uh, one of the things I initially said when I, I started doing this was that I would like them to focus on me instead of other people. But unfortunately they're focusing on me and other people, you know, they've got room in their hearts to hate us all. <laughs> you know what I mean? So my original plan didn't work in that sense. Cause I would rather they left everyone else alone and just were worried about what I was doing, but there's always yeah. going to be somebody new to pick on, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. Um, I want to show you, wait, let's see. Oh, let me hit this first. This, oh, I'm sorry, G man. He was mentioning this. I missed this from the beginning. <laughs> oh, God, that is so true. 
$5. Thank you, G-Man. He says, the Golden Boys theme song will start off with, thank you for being an ally. <laughs> That's brilliant. Somebody finished writing that. I want to know what the whole thing is. I yeah. the whole and then copyright it, so we can't do it. Oh, that's true. <laughs> that's probably true. Uh, I just got this gift in the mail to tell you. You know when people, like when they find out you like something and then that's sort of, then you'll get a lot of things. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like when I was cats, younger, I loved yeah. cats, right? <laughs> I do the same thing. I If I know someone like cats, I buy them cat stuff. Um, I used to have a lot of frog stuff because I liked frogs when I was younger. It's like I still have a lot of frog stuff. But now I get... And thank you. I get the funniest Golden Girls gifts. And because we just moved into this big old house, um, I got this gift, this random gift, and opened it. And it's Golden Girls spoons. It's a serving set. <laughs> <laughs> and it has their faces on all the slotted spoons. And they make Golden Girls on everything now. But isn't there something um, to do with mental health and spoons? You've just reminded me of something. Oh, I'm yeah. sure. I don't know so much about it, but. I've had it quoted at me a couple of times. Yeah, there's a social justice um, thing. So within the mental health community, if that is a community, there was there was this phrase that used to be used where they would say um, things like, "Well, I don't have enough spoons for this today." And yeah. what they meant was it was it was based on it all originated, you know, much like white privilege originated from an art from an essay that Peggy McIntosh wrote spoons originated from an essay and I forget who wrote it, but she basically was trying to explain what it was like to be tired all the time, to have an invisible disability that caused you to be lethargic and tired. And she said, imagine that you start off the day with a certain number of spoons. This activity costs this many spoons for me. This one costs this many spoons. And so by the end of the day, I don't have any spoons, right? Social justice people took this because they've cannibalized the mental health community, much like they've cannibalized the women and you know gay people and black people and everything. so they've lobbed on to people with mental health issues and now they use that expression all the time you don't even have to have a mental you could just say in a conversation neil if i if i come to you and are like neil you've been you've been defaming me and saying all this stuff about me online this isn't cool it's not right and then you're like ah carrie's trying to start drama i don't have enough spoons today for this I'm, that's how they use it you know what I thought it meant the first time I heard it? I thought what? it meant I don't have the cojones. You know, I don't have the balls for this anymore. Ah. You know, that kind of thing. That's how That's I interpreted it. That's better. <laughs> is that a UK thing? Do you call, is it, are your pelotas? That's the Spanish word, your pelotas. No, well, we say balls. Balls or oh, nuts. Okay. Or okay. plums is another one I've heard. <laughs> oh, wait, what was the last one? Plums, you know, as in the fruit, oh. plum. Plums, stones, yeah, I've heard all this. Uh, well, ah, here's an interesting fact, nothing to do with anything, but do you know that avocado, that that word actually means testicle? No, I didn't know that. Yeah, so avocados in, are named after testicles. In what language? Oh, yeah. some South American language, don't ask me, Incan or Aztec or something like oh, that. Wow. No, I didn't oh, know that. Oh, and speaking of that, um, sorry, I'm jumping all over the place here. Um, Somebody sent me a message today with the rainbow flag, and apparently the rainbow flag is um, one of the flags of, um, I don't know whether it's a tribe in South America or a country in South America, and they've been trying to reclaim it, and they've been writing to the LGBT you know, plus, plus, plus community for years, and they just keep ignoring them. So basically they've appropriated the rainbow flag from actual people that 
had wow. it as their flag. So wow. I don't know how true that is. It was just somebody. Uh, <laughs> I've seen all the avocados in the uh, in the chat there. <laughs> oh look, yeah, some avocado haters. Uh, so, well, you know, the other thing about the rainbow, which is interesting, is it it used to be a lot of uh, in the 80s and I think maybe before that a little in the 70s I just remember art around my conservative Christian aunt's house that had the rainbow on it because the rainbow oh, was a Christian yeah. symbol of God when he after Noah's Ark and the great flood and the story in the Bible then he yeah. sent the rainbow and and said this is a symbol that I'll never flood the earth again um in, in a depth like to kill everyone <laughs> you know like uh and it, it's a Christian symbol yeah, it's his promise, isn't it? But it's also a symbol in lots of um, mythology as well. You know, it's in the Norse mythology. It's the bridge, the uh, the rainbow bridge. I forgot the, the name they use for it. Uh, um, and it's where the gods used to travel to get to Midgard, which is Earth. So the rainbow has kind of been in every culture, you know, going back thousands and thousands of years. So why it suddenly has to represent people having sex, I don't know. <laughs> Uh, way back when, <laughs> Greg, Greg the Baritone says, in the olden days, it was a symbol for Skittles. <laughs> Thank you, Greg. <laughs> um, I did want to highlight one other thing to get back to something serious for just a second. There's one other news article I sent, Cole, and this was about the other shooting that happened this weekend. And yes. I just bring this one up because I believe you, we can see what happens. I don't, I don't know, but my gut tells me this is one that will the media will lose interest in and they'll keep interest in the Buffalo one. And this is the shooting uh, that happened in California. Yeah. And so this was, there it is. It's uh, NBC news, Las Vegas man charged in shooting. Oh wait, lost that. Las Vegas man charged in shooting at Southern California church that left one dead and five injured. Now, if you go on to read the details of this story, it's not one that they like. First of all, he was targeting Christians, which the mainstream media usually buries those kind of stories. Um, second of all, if you read this, let's see, a Las Vegas man was identified as the suspect in Sunday shooting that left one person dead and five others injured at a meeting of Asian churchgoers in so Southern California, authorities said Monday. David Chow, 68, has been booked into jail on one count of murder and five counts of attempted murder. So it's an Asian man who yeah. shot a bunch of other Asian people, a bunch of Asian Christians. And so because of the suspect's ethnicity, because he's Asian, I just, I, I think they're going to end up dropping this one and the media is not going to talk about it very much because they're not interested in what caused this one, you know? Um, I did want to say something just kind of unrelated. I thought this was pretty badass. Chow was detained by members of the Geneva Presbyterian Church who hogtied him with electrical yeah. extension cords, according to the sheriff's department. Isn't that freaking well, awesome? And the bit before it as well. So as the guy was reloading his gun, the pastor, who's called Billy Chang from Taiwan, he hit him over the head with a chair. And that's when they wow. hogtied him. So it's like there should be a, a movie made about this guy. But yeah, you're right. They won't. They won't care about this because it's Taiwanese descent people, but also it's old people. Almost all of the people involved in this were over the age of sixty or seventy, um, you know. So they don't care about that. They won't. They won't um, 
do yeah. anything but it's quite an interesting story because um the guy the pastor himself he had left that congregation to go and live in taiwan where he was originally from for a few years and he'd come back and he was only visiting um when this happened um so why you know the guy that did it was presumably of Taiwanese descent as well. And he's in, uh, I need to say as well, for any UK people watching, um, you need to, we don't really call people from Taiwan Asian. Um, we People who are Asian, we would class as from being from India or Pakistan or Bangladesh. Oh. So so when we first read it, we'll be thinking, oh, it's, you know, it's Asians as in from the, sub, uh, from the Indian subcontinent. So... Um, Taiwanese it kind of puts a different spin on it for us because Asian people in the UK what we would call Asian people it, this would be all over the news it would be front of everything because people have an interest in Asian people but the fact that it's Taiwanese yeah it wouldn't even probably wouldn't even make the news because there's a real anti well I think I don't know what what the term is these days it used to be oriental but I think now oriental is seen as um as being offensive Oh, I just need to say hello to somebody who I've just seen in the chat. Okay. Somebody called Benoit. Uh, just want to say hello, Benoit. Thank you. Uh, I'm not going to say why, uh, but Benoit helped me with something recently, and um, and some bad things have happened to him. And I just want to wish him well. And um, yeah, thank you for what you did. <laughs> You'll probably be embarrassed that I've brought attention to him. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Have we entered the joyful ending of the show? Because I would like to say thank you to my husband, who has been. <laughs> I would. I would. <laughs> we've been, man, we've been through a lot. I feel like I am being strengthened right now. I don't know if you can. If it hadn't this. been for my two abortions, I wouldn't have been awarded this. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no, that is what they do, right? The celebrities, they thank their abortions. Oh, God. <laughs> No, we're going through, for, if you pray, say prayers for me, uh, please. If you don't, I would always joke, do a push-up for me. Um, <laughs> but we are we are just being strengthened in a lot of ways. There's a lot going on, but he's been great. We are we're working on this house. I don't know if you can hear him. I'm going to have to end soon because they're starting the construction. Uh, but uh, anyway, thank you. Oh, you there's this, a word. Sorry, there's a word I looked up and I think I need to tell everyone because otherwise it was a waste of time looking it up. Um, oh. Something called stochastic terrorism. Have you heard of that phrase before? I don't think so. S-T-O-C-H-A-S-T-I-C, so pronounced st stochastic terrorism. Now, what this is, is what they're going to start accusing us of. And it's when you, just by talking, by us having this conversation, they will say that we are stochastic stochastic terrorists because somebody could listen to our conversation and be inspired to commit a terrorist attack and That's this crazy. is the new thing that they're talking about and this is um it's been around for about five years but i've start i've seen it today three times and it was over the um the buffalo shooting so i had to look it up and i thought it was worth mentioning in case people haven't heard of it Pyra Tomsky, yes, that's it, exactly. Yeah, st stochastic. Here, here's the word, guys. Get get used to this. We're probably yeah. going to hear a lot of this going forward. Yeah. So we are all probably going to be accused of this at some point. Yeah. Um, there, It's not going to be long until they start taking down YouTube videos and striking channels just for talking yeah. about horrible events. For anyone who doesn't know, every time we upload a video, so and, and after this one airs, we have to go in and self-report 
There's a self-reporting system. It, it's to train your brain to self-censor. And they reward you if you report yourself correctly because they go and check. And they have like six or seven different categories. And within each of these categories, there's different levels you can say about what you did, about what you did bad in this video. So after this video, I have to go do it. And there's a category for, um, you know, like recent or controversial events. And you have to click on that. And then there's five options. Like I talked about controversial recent events, but not in a way that would. Yeah. And then or I talked about them and I talked about them in a way that might incite something. Or, and I talked about him explicitly and I said that, you know, and I have to do that for everything. And, and then you get like an email me. saying, say well, four rosaries. Is that why you're wearing your rosary today? Because you know you've got to say <laughs> <laughs> uh, They, what happens is if they determine that you didn't self-report correctly, um, then your video, then you get affected by, you could have a strike. Um, and also I think your video's, the algorithm changes so that you show up less in search and recommendations because now they don't trust you. Um, and yeah. I think they also stop you. Correct me if I'm wrong. Any YouTubers, if you don't self, if they've determined that you didn't self report correctly, you know, check the right boxes about the content of each video. Um, then they take away the ability for you to self report. So you can't monetize like it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. G man, what have you done wrong today? Confess. <laughs> Yes, that's what it's like <laughs> after every video. Have we, have we got time to talk quickly about the freedom of speech thing in the UK that's oh, happening? Please, I would like um, to. Yeah, the, uh, one of our ministers, he's called Dominic Grab. He's making a lot of noise at the moment because he wants to bring in what's called a new Bill of Rights, and it's going to replace the Human Rights Act, or so he wants. It's not gone through yet. And within that, it's supposedly going to um, solidify our right to freedom of speech. However, so great. when I first did it, I thought, fantastic, about time, you know, finally. But then there's another bill going through. I don't know that it's gone through yet, but it's the Internet Harm Bill. Oh, and that is where if you say something that's going to upset someone, whether you meant it or not, but whether they were upset, that means it will be a criminal offence of some kind. So the question that is it's raising now is how do you have the two things working alongside each other? So I've got my right to freedom of speech once this bill goes through, but I'm not allowed to offend anybody under any circumstances on the internet. You know, mm -hmm. so I don't know how that's going to match. They can't. They can't coexist. Yeah. So um, I think it's a bit of a, you know, just a, a way of, keeping everybody happy so what they'll do is they're trying to say yeah you've got your freedom of speech you you know you right wingers you can say whatever you like but then you know for the left wingers and the woke people they say oh yeah but you've got your internet safety bill to protect you from those nasty people and what will probably happen is that the people that they are in favor with at that particular time will have their freedom of speech but the people that don't will be arrested under the internet harm bill um I don't know whether I've got that entirely right. I don't know that Jack will know about that if he's still here. Yeah. He'll be able to confirm some of that. Uh, but it'll be interesting to watch how that goes because, um, you know, people like, um, oh, um, Pug Dog, Nazi Pug Dog, uh, forgotten his name. What was it called? We oh, talked about him. Count, Count Dankula. Count Dankula. Yeah. See, now under this law, he would be protected, but mm -hmm. he would be, he would run foul of the internet safety law. Mm -hmm. So. How will they do it? You can't have both. Um, yeah. Are you a free free speech absolutist? I am. I am. Yeah, I am. Because I think without that, 
you haven't got free speech. You you don't have free speech. And we have laws already that um, apply in terms of things like inciting to violence. That is already against the law. So yeah. Yeah. that doesn't need, and you don't need a caveat to your freedom of speech because you've already got that law. You know, yeah. and there's no, you know, like everyone says, the mo well, say everyone, I don't like it when people say, I believe in freedom of speech, but... Because the moment you say but, you don't really believe in freedom of speech. And it's always the case that it's people that don't want to hear their enemies' views that don't want freedom of speech. Yeah, I don't want to hear what people have to say that I don't agree with, but it's their right to say it, as it should be my right to say what I want yes. to say. You know, even if it is offensive, you know. Because the thing I, you know, it was a bit like um, going back to Nick Griffin and the BNP party. One of the things about that, one of the arguments about letting him on the TV show, people were saying, you know, you shouldn't let this man on the TV. His views shouldn't be allowed to be heard. But if you don't hear what the views are, you can't make your mind up as to whether you agree with him or not. And as it yeah. turned out, by letting him on the show, lots of people decided they didn't agree with him and the party crumbled. Yeah. You know, so there's a there's room for it. There's a need for it. And also things like racism, homophobia, that's all by having all these rules about not being able to say these things. You just drive it underground. Yeah. And you don't know anymore. You'd I would rather know who the real racists are, you know, who the real homophobic people are. You know, you want to know who that person is to avoid them. You know, if you don't want to interact. Absolutely with true. And instead, what they're doing is driving it underground to the dark web and all these places where there's no sunlight to disinfect it and to to invite yeah. mockery and to invite exactly. public scorn. Yeah. I mean, what did more to kill? <laughs> I remember growing up as a child of the '80s. The KKK was always on shows like Maury Povich and stuff in the U.S. And it, they were such buffoons. Okay, letting them come out in their big wizard outfits and <laughs> it's like, dude, like they're a laughing stock. And now it's almost as if the woke left is trying to imbue them with this powerful yes. seriousness and build and no, they're a laughing stock. Why are you yeah. treating them as anything different? Well, we you know? we've got a journalist uh, and a TV presenter called Louis Theroux. I don't know if you've ever heard of him. Oh, um, I've heard of him, yeah. yeah. He's brilliant. And what he did, he he does he did a lot of stuff in America. So he went to stay with the um uh the Baptists, what are they called? The um the really horrible, the God hates fags. Westboro, Westboro Baptist. Westboro. Yeah, he stayed with the Westboro Baptists on a couple of of occasions and did a whole show. And he's one of them people, he's very deadpan, you know, and he'll say something in all seriousness, but as a viewer, you know he's taking the mickey, you know, you know he's taking the piss out of these people. Okay. But he did it with the KKK. He actually went to um stay with them for a while and it was fascinating. It was absolutely fascinating because they were just people. You know, one of the dramas that they were having, I think, was the eye holes in the hood. You know, there was one woman that was sewing the hoods. That was her job for the community. And, you know, okay. she had to go and measure them between the eyes. And one of them didn't work for some reason. And, you know, it was just like these ridiculous things about this scary organization that completely took away all of their mystique and their power, you know. And we need more of that. Yeah. You know, you're making me think of, I wonder if I can find this. Cole had to leave. So do you have a few more minutes? Yeah, yeah, I'm fine. Yeah. We can end with something comedic. So years ago in my old life, when I worked in LA in comedy, there was this one, uh, like a friend of a friend that I ended up helping with a video. You know, you used to just like pick up and help people with like whatever, you know, somebody's making something 
comedy related. They don't have a budget and they want help. Okay, here it is. This is an old, 14 years old. I'm aging myself. <laughs> so these are these two comics, uh, Oded Gross, and I forget the other guy's name. Let me see if I can share this. Um, hold on one second. Now this kind of thing, this was 14 years ago, and it was made by someone who I haven't kept in touch with him, but I'm pretty sure he's probably a leftist now, or at least on the left. Um, I don't know if he would make this kind of video, to, this comedy video today. I think Woke has moved forward so much that he he might be afraid of even doing this kind of video today. It so, reminds me of what you're saying of the, I can't remember his name now, but the black comedian who did in the 90s, I think it was, How Not to Get Your Ass Kicked, which was uh, How to Survive Being Stopped by a White Police Officer. Yeah, And it's hilarious when you watch it because it is so true. Just found a red sock in the laundry. Can you can you see this? Yeah, yeah. Okay, we're gonna play it. Just found a red sock in the laundry while washing my Ku Klux Klan sheet. <laughs> <laughs> So stupid. Just want to be someplace where I can fit in. Last week I showed off my clan sheet was fitted to me. It's a fitted Why sheet. Down with oh, the knights of the clan. <laughs> Is there a higher power trying to keep me away? Hope that it's true cause I had any clue if it's so complicated just joining the KKKK <laughs> That's one K too many boy <laughs> There's no way they'll make me a member this way I have a problem, low self-esteem Lord I've tried to make things better By joining a group about pride I'm pretty keen on Picking the gold from the dross When I show up with my pink sheet They might get crosswalked <laughs> you know what's going to happen now, though, don't you? Someone's going to take right. a screenshot of you and I watching that with the Ku Klux Klan. Oh laughing my gosh, and laughing! Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to drop. I don't. There's some. Uh, I think it was jumpy, and people couldn't see it. So I'll put the link in the comments. But it's so funny. I mean, it's it's a funny. It's a it's a Jewish guy and a black guy singing a song about why can't why can't they join the KKKK? That's one K too many. Oy vey. <laughs> it's so stupid. Well, now, it wouldn't get made now, would it? Although, didn't wasn't there a film recently where it was, um, I can't remember now, but the leader of the KKK in the film was a black man pretending to be white. I can't remember. Was that oh, a film? Oh, well, are you thinking of uh, mm. Dave Chappelle? Ah, uh, maybe. Whole bit where he was a blind black guy who was in the clan. <laughs> Because uh, we didn't know. <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't know he was black. And I guess the KKK people, the racist white people were Clayton Bigsby. That was his character's name. Uh, he was such a good racist that they didn't tell him he was black. <laughs> ah, right. <laughs> oh, which is the one with Steve Martin that was similar? He was where he thought he was black, but he was white. Oh, at the beginning of the jerk. 
Yes, he's that's like, it. Yeah. I was born a poor black child, and <laughs> and there's this one part where he learns that um, he's adopted and that he's white, and he goes, "So my skin's gonna stay this color." <laughs> 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 Oh my gosh. That's so funny. Um, hey, I, I'm so happy you were here today. I want to have you back on okay. if you'd like to come and Absolutely, I want to play, yeah. I want to play a game with you next time. Okay. Uh, I just thought of it here at the end. I didn't have, I didn't think of it before, but I'll tell you, I'm not going to ruin it for everyone. I'll tell you off, okay. off camera what the game is, Okay. but um, Neil, tell everybody once again, where they can find you, especially if they're in the knitting world, where can they find you? Yeah, so uh, at Blocked Mag on Instagram or at United Kingdom on Instagram. I don't do Twitter. I do have a Twitter account, but I very, very rarely go on it. So no point looking there. Yeah, ah, there oh, it is. Good. Pirate dropped it. Just in the like chat. magic. Yeah, just <laughs> like magic. So oh, yeah, an issue three was released today for the second time. And uh, so have a read because it's a good issue. Oh, and also um, we had a graphic designer join us, thanks to Kerry. And she did a fantastic job. I'm really, yeah. really pleased. Yeah. So thank you, Kerry, for introducing us. She's <laughs> awesome. I don't know if she wants us to name yeah. her, so I won't. But she's awesome. No, I won't. Yeah. Cool. Um, well, thank you guys very much for hanging out. Again, this is a new channel. And I should say to like and subscribe if you found this video by chance and you liked it it's called uh deprogram with carrie smith we're also on locals and subscribe star and all the places thanks guys thanks neil thank you thank you pirate and thank you cole <laughs>